Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we want more beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading The Hound of the Baskervilles by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, and starting with a beer. Oh, god damn it, that's... Wait. So this beer... <laughs> from I think a new brewer brewery for so I've had some of their stuff before it's from Thomas Hooker Brewery not to be confused with your mom Jimmy uh and this <laughs> her is, name is Thomas <laughs> she's interested in John's uh so this is called hashtag no filter a New England IPA made in uh the, the constitution state right Connecticut it is a seven percent alcohol New England IPA that was just canned like two weeks ago like it's very fresh for you know an out-of-state brewery because i was in connecticut and i bought this and uh oh it's not good at all it's really not good it's it's a shitty Mm. it is a shitty new england ipa which i thought was hard to do well first off it is it lacks the dank juiciness that i'm looking for like it doesn't have any of those flavors of citrus or pine or uh fucking just juice (laughs) It, and it tastes more like fucking corn and rice and shitty stuff. Thomas Hooker is a, a chain. There's a couple of them in Connecticut. A chain of breweries? It's like a brew pub kind of thing. Oh, okay. And occasionally you'd get their beers. I would see their beers around here in New York, and they were never very good. Um, so when I was in Connecticut and I had to hang out with my wife's family for the weekend, I was like, I need beers. <laughs> and I went to the store and I was like, oh. New England IPA, okay. It's like got the look. It's in a 16-ounce can. And, you know, it says like, ooh, a true New England IPA, heavy on the aromatics with mosaic and citra. I was like, all right, that sounds like all the beers I like. No, it's a dirty lie. Just like this sounded like a book I would like. Also, dirty lie. Why did you choose this beer? Good question. Segue us back to the purpose of this podcast. Yeah. This is a Sherlock Holmes book. And in the opening scene, Sherlock Holmes uh, asks Watson a bunch of questions, but Sherlock Holmes' responses are pretty unfiltered. In fact, oh, yeah. he's just a straight-out fucking dick. He is a <laughs> like, real asshole. He's a so he's a sociopath. Like there's something <laughs> deeply wrong with Sherlock Holmes. So the opening scene. By the way, this book was published in 1902. Uh, they usually <laughs> get that information out there. It's one of the uh, one of the novels of Sherlock Holmes. Most of Sherlock Holmes is short stories. This is one of the Novels. We've done one already. We've done a study in Scarlet, which sucked. We'll get to we'll get to if it's worse or better than this. But in the opening scene, Sherlock Holmes like, "Hey, Watson, take a look at this big stick here." And he's like, "Whoa, <laughs> dude! I know we're two gentlemen roommates, but that's not what I mean." He's like, no, seriously, it's really big and hard. He's like, "Oh, okay. Oh, let's see. It's a walking stick. Okay." Like I can't walk when I have one of these. Anyway, so he shows him his walking stick. That was a, a walking stick that was left there by a, a dude who came there a potential looking for John. help or something. <laughs> and, um, and, and he's like, tell me what you think about it. And Watson makes what seems to be a bunch of very smart observations about the walking stick. Like, oh, you could see that it's got an engraved thing message here from a hospital. So like, this guy must have led a distinguished career at this hospital, and they gave this to him as like a retirement gift or something. And but it's also kind of worn down, so he probably works as a country doctor because he has to walk on like shitty roads to see the pores. And then every time Sherlock Holmes is like, "Yes, great idea. That sounds about right." And then he's like, "But actually, all of that's wrong. Everything's wrong. It's actually a youngish guy who's obsessed with skulls and <laughs> and racism." <laughs> Which is very true about Dr. Mortimer, who is a supporting character in this novel. Who's a phrenologist. He he doesn't really even get into like phrenology because that was like, this lump makes you a criminal. He's like, they have an Asian skull. (laughs) (laughs) He's just a broad spectrum racist phrenologist. This was was kind of it. This was kind of advanced science in 1901 or whatever when this book came out. Interesting. His skull is half Scandinavian and half dirty pleb. <laughs> <laughs> he kept he kept looking at every time that guy's in the scene, it, the, the the shape of someone's head comes up. <laughs> every and like, look at oh look at his his bold mongoloid cheeks. <laughs> like he just says like I don't, those proletariat you, eye sockets. 
he really talks about skull shape a lot. And you're like, maybe his mom just sneezed when he was born, and that's why his head's like that. Like, no. <laughs> it's a Polak head. Like, he just says, like, <laughs> fucked up shit. <laughs> and it's for no purpose at all. No, he was the most entertaining person in this book, though. <laughs> so Watson gives his observations, and Holmes is like, Oh wow, that's a good idea. Is the the problem is that you suck, Watson, and I'm the best. Ha ha. Nice try, moron. And Watson's like, hmm. And then uh, the guy you comes got back. Me and again. I, like, <laughs> I like to solve a case for me. I know you're the second best, smartest guy in the world. And Holmes is like, the fuck did you just say to me? Yeah. <laughs> he well, was pissed. I'll, but he mentions a real dude, um, the French guy. He says, is, who's the guy who like? And it's not mustache. Poivre, or what the fuck his name is. Hercule, Hercule Camembert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the French guy that gets mentioned, I forgot his name now, but he was a guy who, as I remember taking in high school, a lame uh, lectic called uh, Forensic Science, and we learned oh, about yeah. this. It was ba- that was when CSI was big, and everyone was like, I want to take that class. Yeah, it was CSI the class. And we like watched CSI because it was June. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I was a senior. Who gives a shit? He already got into college. <laughs> so... Uh, this guy, whatever, I'm going to just make up a French name, uh, Pierre Escargot. He was... Yes, that was it. <laughs> Pierre Escargot. <laughs> uh-huh. he, he had a system of like measuring people and like, oh, their height and their weight and like this is the person's arm span and their height at the hip and their height at their shoulder. So that way, you know, they have like a record of everybody and you'd be able to... You know, a witness to be like, I saw a guy, and I guess they were like very particular, like everyone was a tailor. And they'd be like, I saw a man, and he had what a, were his measurements. He had a 32 inch inseam. And <laughs> everyone was judged by the size of the inside of their legs. He had a very Nordic skull. Like, I don't know what he said, but that was like a real thing for like a decade. And then I remember, and, and the, the teacher's like, You see a problem with this class? And, and even as a 17 year old who was not paying attention, I was like, don't people change over their lives, you know, like a little bit? Like, don't you have like a stoop when you're older? You gain and weight. No one can tell how tall someone else is unless they're your height. You could, if you, you could be good at, eye, at estimating could, height. Estimate, but you couldn't be like, that guy is 5'9 from like, if you saw him murdering someone across the street. Probably not. Or, you know, 167 centimeters or whatever the fuck they did. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Centimeter. I, I hate. There's this website I look at every once in a while and I want to see how tall a celebrity is. <laughs> Celeb heights. And people will argue. Like, that makes sense. They're like, I think he's 189 and a half centimeters tall. And they're like, I wouldn't give him anything over 188. Like, what know, is wrong with you? I wouldn't have guessed you? it, but that's the saddest place on the internet. <laughs> it's, and it's all, and then every once in a while there's like guys who chime in like, I met him once at a convention. He was much shorter than me. I'm 6'5". <laughs> I'm right sure there. you are, honey. Good Good for you, big boy. <laughs> anyway, this trash talk convinces Holmes. He's like, I'm going to solve this case by sending the actual second best detective, Watson. <laughs> I'm really not going to do any of the work. Yeah, he really fought, he really outsources this one in his own book. It's named after him. But Watson's the one telling the story. Maybe none of this happened. <laughs> it's all from Watson's journal. Yeah, he just, they're all Watson's like fan fictions. He never met Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Maybe that'd be the best fucking, like, the best fan final theory book. is that it's all, he's a completely unreliable narrator. <laughs> and Watson's <laughs> making it all up. And Holmes is like, please stop following me. You've been going through my trash. It's not cool. Like, but I need to see all 57 types of cigar ash you have. <laughs> Yeah, you want to take the story because we're gonna get, we're gonna get distracted. <laughs> okay, more. I was trying to think of. Uh, okay, it's we. I actually read this two weeks ago, so now I'm the really rich guy is happening. like I'm picking up. This who, what's doctor? the name of the guy who shows up at Sherlock Holmes? Mortimer. And is like Doctor Mortimer. Hey, that's a Mortimer. Oh, Mortimer, he's, yeah. he's the head guy. Okay, so he says, you know, I heard you're the second best detective, and I've got this weird thing that happens, or more like I think there may have been a murder, so I just want to hear what you think about this. So he tells him the story about the Baskervilles, about Sir Henry Baskerville. He invented the font. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that why he was so rich. That's a, that's a real font, yeah. Baskerville. Okay. Yeah. It was invented in the 1700s, actually, that font. Oh, was it named for this? 
Uh, no, the, the font Baskerville is older than this book. Wow. I hope that's what they got their fucking estate from. And <laughs> that sweet font money. <laughs> so anyway, this guy, Mortimer, he's like one of my neighbors and good friends. One of my neighbors, who was also my good friend, he just died of like a heart, maybe a heart attack, except he was outside by himself at 10 o'clock at night and apparently just sort of like keeled over. But why would he be out there at that time? That doesn't make sense. Oh, and also, by the way, there's this old family story of a distant ancestor of this man named Baskerville, who at the time of the English Civil War abducted a young woman and then was killed by a huge hound. But now, and now the family's cursed. They've been cursed since that time. And by the way, the English Civil War was like the... 16. 1640s or something yeah. like that. So that's a really long time, you know, even in 1902. Well, so it's still a really long time. So they've been cursed. They've been cursed. But, and, but or anyway. As they called them in England at the time, new money. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what happens with this curse, though? I feel like you're about to bring out a beer. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to. Well, uh, Holmes, for the rest of the book, Holmes is trying to figure out, well, sort of really Watson, is trying to figure out if there really is a curse or whether it's actually just shenanigans. Tomfoolery. Balderdash. The the curse is that this big dog kills everyone in the family because that one guy was a dick. Because he's not a good boy. No, he's a very bad boy. And so this dog is killing every one of them. It's like guaranteed. It's like... They have pet insurance. I hate you, man. I hate you so much. Why do you mock us on our own podcast? It makes perfect sense to me. This is pet insurance from Non Sequitur and Evergreen. They got together and made this. It's a Goza. It's got, I don't know. Beer. I can't, I can't see it. It's just, this cup is too sweaty. It's so hot in here. It's 6.2%. It doesn't actually say what's in it. Pops, Nelson and Sabro. I love Sabro. Uh oh. Maybe not so good in the sour. Gosa. It's interesting. I'm not a big Gosa fan. It goes over your head. It doesn't have, it's not very strong flavor, actually. It's pretty weak. It's okay. It just kind of feels lacking. Like I'd rather a Gosa have some flavor and I not like it than just be like, meh. At least mm-hmm. they tried for something that someone else might enjoy, but it's like almost too subtle. It's like a lightly flavored something. But, it, I mean, I've had a few Gosa's where it's like, oh, it's not my thing, but all right. But this is, it's kind of, uh, I mean, it's good because it's so hot. It's like drinking a slightly flavored water. Well, that's too bad. It is too bad. I saw that name and I was like, that's solid. <laughs> was it? Yeah. They're ensuring they're going to die from a pet dog. <laughs> There you go. That's a solid. Could have said like, the least. guy getting killed by the dog is pretty grim. Like, <laughs> just this isn't it. grim. This is non sequitur. Oh, non. You could. Oh, I sorry. That is sudden and grim. You could have said, "Here's a non sequitur." Well, then I could use non sequitur beers every time, which is you have been pretty doing dumb. that. <laughs> <laughs> this made perfect sense to me. I don't know. I made. I saw that. I was like, "That's a guarantee." They'll get it. Solid. Okay. Um, It's vaporous. (laughs) (laughs) So dogs are wiping out these fucking old red coats, and they're like, hey, man, that's messed up. That's the legend that the family kind of believes, and yet, and it sort of almost looks like that that happened again with the new guy, Sir Charles, Sir Henry Baskerville. But... Anyway, no, no, no. Who's Henry? No, no, no. So Charles, so Charles, yeah. so Charles is the one who just died. He's the older one who just died. And then the new one, there, there's literally a dude coming in from Canada who's literally next in line to inherit the whole, the whole he's, estate. He's the final one. Yeah, because he doesn't have any kids of his own. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, and but the it's not just because this is the landed gentry in England. It was how it was like millions of pounds. It was how how much was it actually yeah, worth? It was like a million pounds was the estate. A million that is that that's the equivalent of what like your mama fifty million dollars. <laughs> yeah, plus the like that was the that was the cash they had. Yeah, cash in the bank is a hundred. You know, the equivalent of fifty million dollars and plus that's pretty good plus property. Thousands you know, that, of that's worth coming back from Canada for. 
if, even if you have to live on the moors. But anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> so anyway, they're like, you're going to meet him. And it's like, it, but the but the doctor, the, the Mortimer says something like, I just wanted to know what you thought. I don't need you to actually solve this. <laughs> and and But uh, Sherlock Holmes is like, I'm going to fucking solve it now. How dare you call do me it. number two? He reverse psychology him to it. He fell for Pretty it much. instantly. So anyway, um, the new guy, Sir Henry, comes to London and like he gets a weird. What is it? A note? He gets a weird. It's note like a ransom note. Like it's words yeah, cut it's, out of other newspapers and shit, and pasted onto a piece of paper, and gets it. In the note says something like, "Stay away." Or the hound is after you. I can't even it's remember. like something, what stay it away says, from the moor. Because the, the word moor was the only thing the that was more. written. Because they're like, yeah, apparently there were no news articles with that word in it today for him to cut that word out of it. Because nothing happens Cause, there. Because one of the things, well, that is true. Like, one of the less. things that Sherlock Holmes does is, does is he hires all the urchin children. No, he hires one urchin child to go and go through the trash of all the hotels and like find me a newspaper of you'd find me a copy of yesterday's times with all the letters cut out. Well, he knows which newspaper it is because he's memorized all the fonts and typefaces of the newspapers because he's a big fucking nerd. And maybe the font was Baskerville. Could have been. It Might have been. Yeah. The font is from at least 1815. But the, uh, I did just Google that. I want to make sure I was not incorrect. I, you know, I don't want any font people getting on our cases. We are an education podcast, so we need to be accurate. All these are fact-checked extensively before we release them. Was it in this book or one of the other ones? He doesn't call them street urchins. He has like something that seems like really racist. He's like, my street Indians or something like that. Uh, road an enemy. What? <laughs> <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> <laughs> but, he gets, but he gives them like, here, here's... You're going to go to the 23 hotels that are near this place. And at each of these places, you're going to bribe the the dude with 10 shillings. And then he'll get you the garbage man. And then you give him another 10 shillings. And so he hands this kid a giant pile of pennies. And he's like, go out there and bribe 46 people. <laughs> That's what he's saying, right? There's two people yeah. for 20. He's like, here's a dollar eighty, And you're going to go bribe them. And you're going to go look through the trash, and then I'll give you a 50 cents or whatever the equivalent. And the kid's like, hot damn. The kid just gets loaded on hot dogs and soda at Coney Island and says, I couldn't find the fucking newspaper, weirdo. <laughs> but this is one of the several scenes in the book where being a, ri- a rich gentleman of leisure uh, really, really seems sweet. Like later on when they get the, the horse and buggy guy, well, I'll, I'll get back to him. What's well, next? Well, all right. So the next thing they have, they meet the boy, they meet the guy, uh, uh, Henry Baskerville, and he has a silly Canadian accent. So like, what's this all about? And then they're like, ah, it's <laughs> fucking dog eating people and shit. Who knows? Dog killed him. Yeah, oh, you betcha. Oh, bah. They have Tim Hortons here, you know. And then he's all, <laughs> hey, buddy, that's not nice. So then uh, they, they, he's like, I, you know, weirdest thing. Where's my boot? And like, I, you, I don't know what it's about. Like, my boot, it's missing. And they're like, it, it was a very long scene, like a who's on first thing in my head, because he literally can't find his boot, and that's important somehow. And then Holmes is like, there's a foot fetishist out there nice. taking shoes, fucking them, <laughs> put them back. <laughs> <laughs> what else would one do? So then they leave, and Holmes is like, follow those dudes right now. I want to see what that boot is. <laughs> There's trouble afoot. <laughs> 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 so he's like following him, and then they see there's like a fucking, you know, handsome cab riding by. What a guy and a I... pretty okay looking cab, also. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a a London six, and, um, <laughs> and so then there, it's a whole fucking scene there where they're like stopping and like pretending they're not following, and then he's like, "Look, there it is," and the guy's like, "Oh fuck." Get out of here! And then Helms gets like the license plate off of this hands off of this taxi cab. It's seven. <laughs> Got one of the early ones. <laughs> and so then that guy Holmes like tries to find out by sending a telegram. So like days later, that guy shows up <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, some poor taxi driving peasant. And he's like, what? What are you inquiring about me? And he's like, 
I have half a half a sovereign here if you'll tell me information. He's like, oh, shit. Well, I'll tell you everything you want to know in the world. And I looked it up, and it was like half a pound. They gave the guy half a pound, and he told every detail he could about this mysterious other guy. And he's like, that guy, was his name was Sherlock Holmes. And he's like, go. Well, he probably would have done it even if he hadn't if he had paid him. I know, but like the guy's just like, I don't need any other proof from you. I don't need any inf- any like reason to tell you this, like or reason to trust you. You're giving me fifty cents, so. But anyway, the t- the the sort of twist part of this, and clearly this is near the end of the first because this book was this was serialized for you know it, they're they're d- definite sections. But anyway, so this is sort it, of the it end came of out the first over the course of like a whole year. Uh, this clear, clearly has to be the end of a section because the when the cab when the cabbie says what was the name of the of this mysterious person who was following or we were following or was following us one of the others and it was like oh yes the man said his name was Sherlock Holmes dun 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 end of scene totally uh you that has to be the way it goes but anyway that's kind of the twist that the guy who's following them is taunting them by saying his name is Sherlock Holmes like. Well, that's weird. Watson, go to the moors. Yeah, meanwhile, Baskerville loses another boot and then, <laughs> then gets one back. And then Holmes is like, all right, this is very interesting. Watson, I'm going to send you to solve it. I have, I have a lot of hash to smoke here. Like, he just has to <laughs> hang out. Like, Holmes, Holmes is a druggie, right? Isn't he? Like, he's an opium addict. I have shit to do here. He's got he's to crank up the uh, Grateful Dead. <laughs> Just vibe for a few days and like think it out, man. So many roads, Watson. <laughs> I've got a whole bottle of laudanum with my name <laughs> on it. <laughs> you better go, Watson, or this could get bad. Anyway, so Watson goes with Sir Henry and Mortimer back to basically to Scotland. To the to the Moors. And then the rest of the book. And then Holmes is largely not in the rest of the entire. It's a big twist when he shows up. Book, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just Doctor Watson and the head fetishist. Yeah, he, he talks about uh, how Baskerville's got a great Celtic head, and it contains all his Celtic enthusiasm. That's why he'll be a great rich person to lord over the locals who can't exist without a rich family there to serve. Pretty much, yeah. So Watson gets there and he like meets the servants and he finds out about like what it's like there in Scotland. It sucks. On the moors. <laughs> it definitely sucks. But also like what do you think what do you think the weather's like? Uh, Shitty. Pretty dreary. Would you would, do you think it's breezy? <laughs> <laughs> this is Breeze by Torch and Crown. Ooh. This is a uh, Berliner Weiss that says a tart wheat ale with grapefruit zest, hibiscus, and dragon fruit. Hmm. Okay. Ooh, and I already had a sip. It was extremely, like, pink. Extremely pink. Extremely pink, yes. Mm. It's uh, definitely tart, but you know what? It's, 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 but it's still light, I would say. It's, yeah, that's nice. I, it's, very, it's very hot right now, so this is, this is a nice, refreshing... Nice summer drink. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I approve. Well, you know, Nate, one way you can get a glass is if you go to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club and become a uh, member there, uh, you can support the podcast. And uh, in addition to getting tangible goods like an official drunk guys book club pint glass, uh, you can get early access to the R episodes, uh, vote in our monthly book poll, get exclusive content, and even get shouted out in our monthly book poll episode. Uh, so if you're interested in supporting the podcast, you can do that uh, there, and we'd be greatly appreciative. And if that's not your scene, that's totally cool, too. You could also help with the podcast out by just leaving us a review wherever you're listening and just um, making it a good one. <laughs> Don't wait for a giant dog to kill you, is what I'm saying. Uh, or your family. Dun, dun, dun. Or to lose all of your boots. No matter what <laughs> shape head you have. <laughs> <laughs> we have you have a great shaped head, I'm sure. It's It's probably... Wonderful, vaguely Celtic, even <laughs> like a I don't lord. Know if it's a good thing. I, I mean, he seemed to think it was a good thing, but at this point in English history, I would think he would think that a Celtic head was a bad thing. But I don't know. I didn't really, you know, weirdly, this was missing in my education. I didn't learn about head measurements and shit. <laughs> Public school. God damn it. 
Yeah, they left. There was no. There was no time for phrenology. <laughs> Just like there was no time for Holmes to join Watson on this quest, he farmed it out to his assistant because he had other shit to go on. So Watson's up there and he's like, "Hey, what's up up here, people?" And they're like, "There is a convict on the loose. He strangles people." And he's living in the woods, and no one can find him. They're like, cool, that'll probably come back later, but we'll not mention it until then. Like, you're right. So he spends his <laughs> but did weeks you know that he, here. They're on, they, they say that they're constantly at the moors. Like, they go, oh, we're on the moor. I mean, here we are by the moor. And he escapes from a prison called Dartmoor. Now, I don't doubt that that's a real place in England, but, man, he couldn't have, like, like they couldn't find a better word than that. <laughs> Just like imagine that, like, oh, we're here in the desert. The desert's such a terrible place, and there's a person who escaped from Red Desert Jail. Like, it just seems like such a, like, yeah. He, and he darted away. He didn't really try very hard. Here we are in the woods, and he's at Lockwood's Asylum. <laughs> like, it just, it just, it just struck me as they're they're really an uncreative dumb. people. They started America and just named everything the same thing again. New versions of it. Oh, yeah. Or, in the case of Virginia, the Latin name of your queen, because she never got stupped. It's named for Elizabeth. Think about that. Well, the original name was uh, Hymantown, but they changed that. <laughs> Intact Hymantown. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just Hymanburg. due south of Prudesville. <laughs> and Lonely Loserville. Lonely loser Berg. Speaking of lonely losers, <laughs> Watson meets all kinds of fucking weirdos up in this boring town. Stapleton, the butterfly Stapleton, guy. the naturalist, which I thought meant nudist. Um, <laughs> That'd be awesome. Just they didn't say he wasn't brain. wearing clothes. So just like, I'm here catching butterflies with his dick swinging around everywhere. I was like, oh, watch the net, dude. <laughs> So he meets Stapleton, who lives nearby, which is, you know, like 18 miles away, uh, because everyone there is alone and sad, (laughs) and he loves catching bugs in a net and hanging brain, and (laughs) he teabags them in there. (laughs) And he and Watson run around, and he shows Watson the area, he's like, there's a bunch of bogs here, and he's like, that's cool, like, it's not, but it's literally all we have. These bogs eat horses. Like, do they? Like, they just fall in. They're not like a sarlacc. Uh, or maybe they are. Who knows? Science hasn't been invented yet. Sarlacc. Just like a sarlacc, but like they like everything. They prefer everything to be a soup. Like a sarlacc that's been defanged. Like, it's, it can't chew anymore. It just so gums everything diet. down. <laughs> so he runs around upstate, basically, hanging out with all these boring people. And uh, he's walking around in the woods, and suddenly Stapleton's very hot sister shows up. She's like, hey, you, get the fuck out of town. He's like, excuse me, miss. Did I say you could talk? And she's like, no, please get out of town. And then Stapleton shows up, and she's like, hey, I see you met Watson. He's like, oh, you're Watson? I thought you were Mr. Baskerville. And he's like, no, what did you mean before? I was like, I didn't say anything. What? And Stapleton's like, this is fine. And that's the dynamic of everyone that lives up there. And they hear doggy noises at night. <laughs> they hear dog noises and they hear... Uh, Crying ladies. They hear a, a very sad ghost. And a lady who cries and the next day her husband's like, she wasn't crying? And then Watson's like, what could that have been about? It's like, dude, you've never imagined an, a, f- a married couple arguing? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, what? Yes. It's, the 18, it's like 1890, dude. He probably smacked her in the mouth when she said something. Oh, yeah. And uh, they also meet Mr. Franklin, the old neighbor who just likes to sue everything. Yeah. And he's wasting all of his money suing everyone because he's got nothing else to do and he hopes he'll die soon. You know, it sounds like these people, you know, they live in pretty nice places. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds great. (laughs) Nice quarters, at least. You know, scenery, stately homes. Sounds like they're probably surrounded by a good amount of mahogany and tweed. That's a guarantee. Oh, fucking shit. I did your... I, I listened to your suggestion, Jimmy. I pushed up the thing, and it, and it, it spit right in my face. That's your strong hands. It's, but you're not going to hurt your nails anymore. I thought it was a t- I thought it was a phone book. I tried to rip it. Okay, so this is... 
<laughs> this is from Burlington Beer Company. It's called Mahogany and Tweed. And it is a cognac barrel-aged maple barley wine coming in at a modest 12% alcohol. These people definitely drank a lot of cognac. Oh, yeah, and they just like talk in a, in a, like a dark wood-paneled room with books and a globe. <laughs> and so this is great. I mean, I don't really love barley wine. This actually, you know, they kind of tend to be kind of one note for me. I get it really just, oh, it's sweet. They are quite sweet. It's sweet syrup. Um, and I don't drink cognac, so I don't really know what cognac. I mean, I, I made fun of Hennessy before, but I don't really know much about cognac. It's also sweet. I mean, I know it's a um, a distilled wine, essentially, but it's isn't it like a brandy, basically? I think so. I can never remember, but I couldn't tell you what brandy was either, dude, so. Well, <laughs> the boy was hers. That's all I remember, but. Oh, well. <laughs> Yeah, um, this I get maple, which is nice because I would imagine if all those other strong flavors that would not stick around. But I really love this. A little disappointed. It has a kind of age. Just power through it, it for the twelve percent. I mean, I can get drunk on other things. I don't need to just <laughs> drink to Tuesday. <laughs> I don't need to just be obliterated. <laughs> uh, Needs little, is a strong word. A little disappointed in this. I gotta say, maybe it was fresher earlier. Alas. There are plenty of lasses in this book. <laughs> They're in Scotland. I wouldn't say plenty. There's like two. <laughs> it's really just like, it's really just one or two, yeah. So um, before we move on, I, I need to issue a correction, rare correction. So when I said it was Scotland, it's because Scotland has seems to be similar to this. But apparently, uh, Dartmoor, which is in Devon, which is actually in the southwest of England, is right next to Cornwall. Oh. oh, that clears it up for me. Anyway, it is not even, it is actually not anywhere near Scotland. So that's the point. It's actually in the south of England. It's just in the fucking, the hills. They yeah. talk funny there. Cornwall? They talk funny everywhere. Cornish is its own language. But I don't think that's what they're speaking there, is it? They're right next to. Yeah, they're not in there, but. They're not in Cornwall. They're it. in the place next to it, which is called Devon. Not a language that like went extinct. Devin? Uh, it's one of those at risk ones. More uh, no, Cornish. I think maybe they're reviving it. Yes, it's where they made corn dogs for the first time. That's to do with that's, real dog. That's the ti- the working title of this was the corn dog <laughs> of the Baskervilles. <laughs> <laughs> it was delicious. It he was, died. He did yeah. die of a heart attack. <laughs> Okay, so where were we? Oh yeah, so he meets the Stapletons. Yeah, and uh, and and the rich guy who's suing people, and Stapleton doesn't like Mister Baskerville hitting on his sister. No, well, who would? Even though he's rich as fuck, you wonder like, hey, why not? There's sister. literally no one else around. There's like a million pounds she can inherit, except all the poor people. Well, yeah, they're not they're not people. <laughs> So the bug guy... Well, then they find, like, Watson keeps finding, like, weird things, like the fucking... But nothing useful. Yeah, he's... I mean, that's, that's, that's also all the Sherlock Holmes books. Like, there's, like, a thing that happens, and everyone else is like, that was... What the... Okay. And then yeah, Holmes is like... take away the only interesting character and yeah. see what happens. Yeah, and Sherlock Holmes is like, let me think. <laughs> everyone else is like, ah, oh, so there was a, a bag of paprika here. And then Sherlock Holmes is like... That tells me everything I need to know. And then he leaves, and you're supposed to be like, fuck, what did that mean? But here, just shit happens. And they're all just like, well, it's bedtime. <laughs> it's like reading Encyclopedia Brown from the perspective of his friend Larry when Encyclopedia was homesick. No one wins, no one wants that shit. Was that actually the sidekick in Encyclopedia Brown? I don't think he even had a sidekick, but <laughs> if there was, it would be Larry. <laughs> so uh, the bug guy is like, hey... You can fuck my sister, but you have to wait three months. And he's like, that's kind of weird to say. And he's like, that's what the rules are here. I guess you've never been here because you're from Canada. And being from Canada, he's not allowed to push back. He'll just say, okay, thanks. Sorry about that. And he'll wait three months. And so a bunch of other shit happens that doesn't make any difference. And it turns out the escaped convict is the maid's brother. And they've been bringing him pies in the middle of the night or some shit. And that's what Watson heard with the crying and everyone was sad. And they're like, oh, we're going to fire you. And he's like, but uh, it's my brother. And he's like, that's true. I guess that's okay then. 
because I don't know. There's none of none of this matters. So like a solid There's a lot of seventy percent of this book doesn't matter. It's like the middle third is just red herring. Just a middle yeah, seven eighths. <laughs> yeah, actually you might be right. <laughs> the Wasn't there a part there's a part with um Oh yeah, right. There was the whole fucking thing about the telegraph and Holmes sent a telegraph. He, he was sending telegraphs back to Holmes, updating his progress on, I haven't done anything useful here, sir. No, but Please even, don't punish even me. Even before Watson left, like they sent a telegraph. Like, that will tell me who, if, if the guy that's pretending... I want to know, did the butler kill him? Uh, if, oh, yeah. If the guy pretending to be me is there or something, mm-hmm. is this butler? Is it the butler? Yeah. And then there was a whole thing that was like, oh, I didn't deliver the telegraph to him. He was like in a closet. So he was dusting off hats in the attic, and his wife said he was here, so I took her word for it, because there's only 12 of us in this town. But then there's, like, a whole thing with, like, Sir with Henry Baskerville, like, questioning, like, he's like, oh, Butler, did you fucking do shit? And he's he's like, what's all these questions about? And then Sir Henry Baskerville's like, here's a bunch of old clothes. And he's like, oh, thanks. Let's call it even. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck was that? Okay. <laughs> That's setting up for future plot points uh, but, very, very crudely. But in a totally like, in the unnatural... Like, yeah, no, it's How not dare you well ask done. me these questions? How about a box of my old clothes? <laughs> well, all right, if you put it that way, I do like a pair of sensible slacks. <laughs> for sure when one strolls about the moor. There was a whole bunch of just nonsense happening. Honestly, interview Sherlock Holmes said, if you're trying to solve the mystery, you won't. So you can just ignore all that shit. Yeah, eventually they figure out there's there's a guy living in the woods that's not the convict. And they find out who it was eventually. And it's Sherlock. They see somebody, they see <laughs> yeah. somebody going out to the moors. And it's like, oh, are they delivering food to the convict? No, it's somebody else. Are they del- was somebody was a, is, it was a boy somebody's doing it. somebody is you know going out to the moors every day and they so um watson he's like brings his gun and he's like oh, this is gonna be him i know it this is gonna be the murderer i'm gonna find him and in one of the like abandoned like you know stonehenge buildings that are there <laughs> yeah they came up with these like fucking it's like a fucking forest ancient hut. ruins ne- neolithic ruins and he gets there and it's actually sherlock holmes and Sherlock Holmes has been living out there on the moor the whole time. And Watson is like, what the fuck? <laughs> you were here the whole time? This was hard. And then Watson tells Holmes all the stuff that he's discovered. And he's like, yes, yes, I knew all that already. I'm glad you discovered that on your own, though. <laughs> it's like extremely patronizing. Well, he, he got his telegrams because he sent all telegrams back to London, and then Sherlock Holmes had set it up to send the telegrams back to where they were, to, to the so town still get for them, his boy yeah. slave could get them. So he got everything like a few days later, but neither of them accomplished anything except like that the butler didn't do it. <laughs> but they eventually figure out that Mr. Stapleton, what's his name? The Lepidopterist, yeah. Stapleton. <laughs> Gene Stapleton's dad. That several things that both he had seduced a local hot girl to then actually get the hot girl to seduce the older Baskerville, the one that had just died, so that in send him a letter that to tell him, oh, can't you meet me out on the moor at 10 p.m. that on, like, you know, giving the date. Well, yeah, but they, that had but been they, a like, big found, reveal that he was... They found the letter in the fire, but it hadn't been totally burned. How convenient. <laughs> <laughs> and then they found that, and then they realized that um, Stapleton, that his sister is, in fact, not his sister, is actually his wife. Hot. And they're from Alabama. <laughs> or they're Habsburgs in disguise. <laughs> oh, yeah. But in fact, there's his wife, and that the Stapleton, Mister Stapleton, is actually the a long lost descendant, and probably next in line to actually inherit the whole estate. And that's who's been sending all the weird, like, "Get out of here, asshole!" messages. I'm just getting my genealogy messages. shit together. I don't need you. No, is it uh, the and wife was trying to warn him to get away? So the very first time that Watson is out sort of walking along the moors by himself, because the, the wife, who is actually 
who he thought it was his sister, but just this woman comes up to him and says, you must leave. You must Beryl. leave now. And then she's like, oh, wait, you're not Henry Baskerville? You're, you're just a random dude? You're the not 19th even the famous best one? detective? <laughs> <laughs> assistant. You're just the assistant to the second best detective? Oh, I'm sorry. You must, you must forget. You must forget what I said before. I was merely... Having vapors or whatever she says, stupid <laughs> Victorian thing she says, and it was the Watson moon. should have said that is not how this works. Somebody is dead. You need to tell me what the fuck is going on. But of course she doesn't. doesn't and then he me. drops it. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay, okay, lady, I'm here to um, protect this guy. This woman just warned me, and I'm not going to ask her three times. It's too much work. <laughs> what really happened? is that Stapleton had basically bought the biggest dog he could find (laughs) and trained it to go after him somehow. rubbed it with phosphorus. And then had gotten the other lady to write in the note to say, go out on the moors at night. And then his plan was to to release the hound. Release the hounds on him. (laughs) And it worked, and he died of a heart attack or whatever. But the hound actually, but the hound is still there. It's still out there. But it actually, this time, instead of attacking Holmes, because he's literally just out in the middle of the moors and the dog's probably hungry, uh, the, it attacks the, the, the convict, the escaped convict who dies and is dead. And then they shoot because the Because he's wearing I Barry think. Moore's old clothes. Yeah. Because of the whole fucking, don't ask me questions. Here's Barry, a pair. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Barrymore's old clothes, and he goes, "This used on the set of ET." So they managed to um, they try and lure him out by saying, "Like, hey, Baskerville, go to dinner at this guy's house. He's probably going to try and kill you because they don't have enough. They don't have like long way yet. They don't have walk home the long way across the uh, the horse eating holes, and a dog will probably try and eat you, or something weird is going to happen, and we'll we'll protect you probably. It's like probably no, I mean definitely. And so he does that, and then there's a glow dog attack." They shoot the dog, and they're like, "Wow, this is a big glowing dog. That's it's remarkably straightforward." Okay, <laughs> and they're like, "Wait, hey, let's go find out Stapleton because he did this." And they find out that he tied up his wife and ran into the mines where he kept the dog, and then he just gets lost and dies. <laughs> he sinks into a sinkhole in the mire and then dies. Oh yeah, we talked about sucks it. to be him. He killed the dog, right? So. Well, he shoots it. Yeah, uh, they shoot the dog, and uh, the dog's like, "Ah, it's fucked up." Also, Lestrade or whatever the fuck his name is. Is that the oh, vampire? Oh yeah, Lestrade name? also shows up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, "Hey, come shoot this dog with us." It's like, "Yeah, great," and he'll show up because there's only one detective in England. They couldn't get like a local cop or something from around nearby. I don't know. Then it cuts to a month later because they had another case to deal with, and Watson's like, "We had to deal with another shit." And a month later, it's like, hey, Holmes, with an L, <laughs> please tell me what the fuck happened a month ago with that big low dog. And he's like, oh, right. I'll tell you everything now. And then he reveals the plot because it's stupid. The end. Yeah. Well, he says, like, that guy, he loved bugs, but he was a con man. He just loved catching bugs. So I found it. And, you know, who helped him? Oh, by the way, there was a character we never mentioned in this story that was his assistant helping him do all his crimes named Antonio, an ethnic name, because he used to flee to South America. That's where the, uh, the, the, uh, the convict's brother was supposed to go. They were like, don't kill him. He's yes. going to go to South America. Yeah, he went to South America, and he came back to you know, get his fortune. And that's why uh, M- Mrs. Stapleton, Lady, the hot sister Stapleton, was so hot. It was because she they'd never seen a Hispanic woman before. Oh, yeah, they said she was exotic. <laughs> what kind of skull is that? She was too tan. She was swarthy. <laughs> and uh, Hot Latin and mommy he skull. Figured, she tied him up, but she figured she'd forgive him. But as I quote, a woman of Spanish blood does not condone such an injury so lightly. <laughs> Whereas an English woman would be like, it's fine you tied me up and you know left me for dead and killed everybody with a dog. But Cubans, nah, son. It's much like the uh, spicy Latina in, um, what was that, fucking Death on the Nile? 
or something. Like one of the that, one yeah. of the one of those fucking Agatha Christie books that we read. It was an Italian the, the Italian blood. The guy who's like he stabbed him because no, he's got Italian. There blood. was the Latin woman. The Latin. Oh right. She, was, yeah. she had a fiery passion. Yeah, yeah death and Nile. She this, was. This was definitely a established view back in the day of Spanish woman stab. <laughs> oh, my favorite part, the end, where he's like, "How would he have proven that he was the son?" Of this, of like the long lost descendant of the Baskervilles after he eliminated everybody. And Holmes was like, I don't know, fuck it, let's go have dinner. The <laughs> end. <laughs> and that was it. This book sucked. <laughs> it was dumb. It is true that uh, most of the middle kind of doesn't matter. Most also, Holmes book, isn't in it. He's and not in it. Mo- and I'm sure there are some details in the middle that you. In order to understand the end, you have to actually know in the middle. But the problem is, the person who actually solves the mystery isn't there, and he just shows up knowing all the facts. He's just like, oh, by the way, all those facts that you worked so hard to figure out, I knew them already. So fuck you. Oh, and here's, here's how it's all going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it also, it mattered a little bit that he, like, figured out that Stapleton was, like, a con man because he found an old yearbook photo of him, but... Really what it came down to is just following Baskerville and protecting him. Which is what it didn't involve the solving time. the plan, solving the crime at all. He just like, go watch him, make sure a dog doesn't eat him. That's all they had to do. Yet that's like 150 pages. Yeah. Nothing happened. He didn't even really, he kind of solved it, but just by accident. And he didn't even have to do all the work. And Watson didn't have to go off on his own. And... I wrote this down because this was it stood out to me when Watson finds Holmes in the woods and is pretty upset <laughs> that he'd just been sent off on his own and was like fucked around with. He said, I was still rather raw over the deception which had been practiced upon me, but the warmth of Holmes's praise drove my anger drove my anger from my mind. That's straight up abuse. <laughs> that is textbook like battered partner like yeah he hits me but he's was so, he's so nice sometimes so it's okay well he's got his, his cool smart friend you know he doesn't want to lose that yeah he's just like the mustache guy with a gun who like helps out sometimes i agree that it was not good yet this is probably the most famous sherlock holmes story probably we discussed this a little bit before the episode but i i read all i read like all of the short stories as a kid, and not even like a young kid, but like an older kid. I remember them being a lot better than this. Yeah, you were dumb. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like the short stories are definitely better. Just because they're shorter? Yeah, there's, there's less so much wasted garbage. And like this one, he didn't even fucking solve anything, and he wasn't in it. Like the short stories, at least they're to the point, they're like, oh, that's a clever thing I didn't notice. The end. These ones are, like this and the, the what the fuck was it called? The Scarlet. Studying study Scarlet. Studying Scarlet. It was dumb and way too long and way too much stuff that didn't matter at all. It's been a really long time since I've uh, read those two, but it's almost like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle had a good idea for a story, but they all should have been only about 40 pages rather than he didn't know how to fill in an entire... Yeah. Really, like this was like 250 pages. This was a lot. And besides the opening with the cane, there was no, like, what Sherlock Holmes is known for is his, you know, incredible deduction. Right. And there's zero in this. Even all the stuff he solves off page when he's hiding in the woods isn't, like, particularly brilliant. It's just, like, legwork finding the kid to go and find a yearbook that he found a picture in. It wasn't anything that crazy. I'm not sure why this is... Also on the list of, you know, books you should read before you die kind of things. This one is on it? Yeah. I think it just has an interesting name. I I think that's what they... Did you see the, the Benedict Cumberbatch uh, Sherlock show? I have, yes. Yeah. And where, like, all the episodes are named the fucking same things as episodes or similar names, at least the first few. Yeah. And then the stories are completely different. Uh, the episode of the Hound of the Baskervilles, I have a whole elaborate other thing. But this was actually one of the worst ones. What, that episode? Yeah. 
That was one of the worst episodes. I don't remember that episode very well anymore, honestly, but I do remember Sherlock Holmes like, I don't give a shit. Your story's not interesting to me. And he's like, there's a big hound. And he's like, hound? Oh, you didn't say dog. Interesting. Okay, now I'm on board. Yeah. This was the one where there's like a... Uh, it's like a government psychic thing. Attack, yeah. like, it was like a psychic attack gas in a government lab. Yep. It makes you like trip balls. It was dumb. Yeah, that show, that show, that show got dumb fast. But it had it was very good when it was good. But it started that, out no, okay. But yeah, then but got, th- this particular then episode was just like, eh, yeah, I could have gone better with a big glow dog. Well, I mean that that's just, that's just that would have taken out like the realism that they were going for in the the modern show. You can rub a dog with uh, glow sticks. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a big Coachella fan. Fair enough. But I remember that. Like that, like that, the, the hound is like, I mean, it, it is like, it strikes me as like a very British word, honestly. Um, it is. I would not ever refer to it unless I'm talking about the fox and the hound <laughs> or Elvis or, yeah, a hound dog, which is a, a ridiculous. <laughs> you ain't nothing but a dog dog. Superfluous name for it. Uh, Though technically, a hound is a specific uh, kind of dog. Is that right? What is that? Yeah. From the German like, uh, hund for dog. Yeah, but I mean, in in uh, English or at least American, but I think also English uh, breakdowns of the breeds, hounds are a specific kind of dog. They're usually like hunting bloodhounds, kind of stuff like that. Like there's you know there's retrievers, there's toys. Hound is like a category. Oh, that's new to me. News to me. I Mastiffs, as this dog was, I don't think are hounds at all. So, who should read this book? No one should read this book. It was okay, I which I can't believe I kind of can't believe I'm saying that even though <laughs> after the harsh criticism that I've given a lot of things we've read recently, it was as far as like Sherlock Holmes goes, it was okay. It's actually even though we just kind of made fun of it, if it's worse than the others, it's worse by only a tiny bit. It's worse than studying Scarlet. I think it's better than the short stories. No, no, fuck. You did it's that worse. backwards, right? It's worse. It's also it is worse than studying Scarlet, I think. But I think the short stories are better than both of them. I, I, th- I think studying Scarlet was also really shitty. Just the the fact that half of it was like the backstory of the the Mormon Exodus. Yeah, that was dumb. And that was unnecessary and the sort of thing that really wasn't really really wasn't worth reading. Um. But it was a, but Sherlock Holmes was the guy the whole time, whereas in this, Sherlock Holmes just appears at the end. He's like the Gandalf of the mystery. He's like, oh, yeah, don't worry, I could fix this. Uh, but I'll leave, you to, I'll leave you to fail on your own first, then I'll come in. Yeah. But I, I think the short stories are the way to go to Sherlock Holmes. It's to the point. It's Though I couldn't tell bullshit. you more than like one or two of them. The Speckled Band? Speckled Band was the only one I could remember by name. The Red-Headed League. Red-Headed League is also great, yeah. Yeah, the short stories are clever and interesting. If this had been a short story, it might have been okay. It was convoluted, too, though. It was about ten times too long. That's, that's saying much for like a 300-page and it book. wasn't. And it wasn't, it was just, <laughs> the end was big glowing dog. It wasn't even like, you know, a series of pulleys and levers and mist projectors. It was just a big dog. He rubbed with carcinogens. They never explained why every other Baskerville died of dog attacks. Oh, well, it was just, it was just legend, and it's the staple, Gene Stapleton was taking advantage of it. Was his name Gene? I'm just going to pretend it is. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. That's the mom from uh, All in the Family, right? I have no idea. That actress's name was Gene Stapleton. I'll take your word for it. I couldn't tell you. You know who I'm talking about, right? Ah! Archie, that fucking ridiculous voiced creature. Uh, he, uh, vaguely, yeah. You didn't watch All in the Family. You, you live in Queens, like that's <laughs> put us on the racist map. Did that take place in Queens? Oh yeah, I know that part. Live in, like Middle Village, <laughs> like oh that makes sense. It's still Middle Village, yeah, exactly. Like, it's... <laughs> so, are you guys interested in reading the next Sherlock Holmes novel? Are there more novels? How many more novels are there? I want to say there are like four like total, and we're now done two of them. Ugh. I'd rather read like a smattering of short stories. I, I, I want to say it's like the sign of the four, but that also could be the next um, Dark Tower book we have to read. <laughs> no, that's the that's the drawing of the three. Okay, all right, fine. So, <laughs> I, all right, so I was right. The, the similar names, though. Uh, yeah, 
There's four Sherlock Holmes novels. Very good, Nate. Someone's got that Wikipedia page open. <laughs> Somebody read Wikipedia. <laughs> Someone was reading the plot when we discussed this. Uh, it had been a long time. I forgot almost all of it. That's why I read the notes down. Yeah, all right. Good luck guessing the last one. Uh, Sherlock Holmes uh, and the case of the mysterious <laughs> red face. Uh, no, it's, it's The Valley of Fear. I, oh, that doesn't mean anything to me I at all. I have never heard of that. I've no never. one has. It's the last one. The fourth and final Sherlock Holmes novel. That's not the one where he dies. That's that's it? a short story. His last bow. I know he dies and then comes back. He gets come he comes back in prequels. No, he comes back. No, then he comes back. I thought he came back, but they're like, This happened before he died. So no, they this, bring him back. Basker, this book, Baskerville's, was actually one of those where he like where it was technically took place in a timeline before Sherlock Holmes dies, the but then universe. eventually, uh, not quite expanded universe, but uh, <laughs> and then, but eventually Conan Doyle decided, you know what, I'm just gonna have him. Let's just say he faked his own death. He fell he off the mountain, but he got better. <laughs> it was like Rickenbacker Falls or something like that. Wasn't that one of those called Rickenbacker no Falls? Wait, wait, Rickenbach Falls. Rick, Rick, rip your back of falls. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like Rick and, Rick and Backer Falls. It's like very <laughs> overpriced fucking guitars. So he killed himself. <laughs> you know, they suck. What? Rick and Back Falls is 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 the place where he he like pretends to kill himself in uh the stories with Moriarty? Yeah, yeah. Oh. That was in the the final he actually brought, I thought he just like he brought back prequels. I didn't know he like said, "Oh, never mind, he got better." I think Conan Doyle was did actually kill him off. But then later, years he was later, tired he was of like, writing this shit. Yeah, probably. But if that was the case, that was written a decade before this shitty book. But then he, but then, so Conan Doyle hadn't decided I'm going to continue the plot lines where in the future he hadn't decided to write the one where um, it was revealed that in fact Holmes didn't die; he only faked his own death because he had actually died in the earlier one. I don't care enough to figure this anyway, out. It's really not that important because it's it's fiction. Oh, it's yeah, fiction. that's right. <laughs> and it was just a, it was just a money grab. He was like, oh, I want to write other stuff, and everybody's like, Hey, art. Uh, no one <laughs> art. cares, dude. <laughs> I need money to fund my my research into fairies. Well, apparently, okay. um, this no, uh, seriously, the uh, was, like, Hound of the Baskervilles like, fairies and shit. It had been eight, when this came out. It had been eight years since. Conan Doyle had actually written a written really anything, um, and he had taken a break because he went to South Africa to be a doctor during the Second Boer War. Okay, so he actually he was actually <laughs> treating soldiers in the Boer War, and then it's like, ah, oh, I guess I guess that kind of sucks. Now I'm gonna just go back to being a writer. Everyone got tired of him yelling Boer. I barely know her, and then they said Art. Get the fuck out of here. Go back and write books. <laughs> They're really familiar with him. I'd like to think that uh, he tried to like Sherlock Holmes then. I was like, I notice here from your boots that you must have been walking in South Africa. And, <laughs> and this blood makes me think you've probably been stabbed by a Zulu warrior. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. Just cut off the leg. The, uh, the, the shapes of their skulls. War, the Boer War was not against the Zulus. I didn't say that they was going to be racist or not. <laughs> I would assume it was against racist. the Dutch. The Dutch had different. It's the skulls, British against so. the Dutch. The Dutch settlers. Those Dutch. The Dutch masters. <laughs> Just with their ovens. blazing it across <laughs> South Africa. Oh my God! All right. Well. So no one should read this. I mean, if you like Sherlock Holmes, I mean Nate. So Nate, you say kind of is that what you're, is that where you're settling? I say if you like Sherlock Holmes, if you're okay with Sherlock Holmes, then it's fine. It's just not the best one. I like Sherlock Holmes, and I would say this is a waste of time. I I'm sort of in. Between. You could read like 15 short stories in this period. I think the short stories are more fun, though. If you read a whole book of the short stories, that kind of gets fatiguing in its own way. Um, I think. It's not a huge investment of time, but I would not put this at the top of your list. It felt long. That's what I. That's what I tell them all the time. And tell the ladies. <laughs> it, it just. It feels it's not, but it feels. It feels long, and they're like, "I don't think that's how it works." Illusions. 
Um, I, I, I think it's fine um, for this kind of book. For 1800, I mean, it's basically 1800s mysteries. They all have not aged well, you know? They're all fucking terrible. If you're into the if you're into the genres, Nate said I, I'd agree with you there. Uh, go for it. But if you're not into it, this is not going to get you into it. So, no. Yeah, there's better. So tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you've uh, listened this long, you want to support the podcast, head over to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub. Or just leave us a review wherever you're listening and just run it to five stars, please. And you can also be our friend on Goodreads where we can read goods together. Products, services, goods, bads, the uglies. And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.